firefighter and an EMS professional. You put your life on the line every day for others. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. This podcast is one of my active efforts to help establish a true sense of brotherhood among the firefighting community. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. Civilize the mind, but make savage the body. Even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss span all kinds of professions. That being said, let's get started. I've been a part of the fire service for close to 15 years now, and one of the biggest roadblocks that I see constantly challenging us in the firehouse, as well as on fire and EMS scenes, is communication. We need to be effective in our communication with our coworkers, people from other agencies, and members of the public. How we interact with people sets a tone for relations between organizations, not to mention how the public will view us. And don't we want to make sure that we're seen in a good light by everyone we serve? whether that's someone calling 911 or someone we meet in a store or someone we're working with from another agency on the same incident. People respond more to how you make them feel than to what you say. One of the best ways to make people feel good is to make them feel as if they've been listened to and heard. And that takes active effort. You may have heard this adage before, maybe not. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason, because you should listen twice as much as you speak. Sometimes we get so caught up in the moment or we're too excited to talk about something that we don't slow down and take a minute to show respect to those who deserve it. Whether it's interrupting them, talking over them by being louder than they are, or simply just not being purposefully present in the moment. We've all been the victim of this kind of person, but we've also been the perpetrators of this kind of behavior. And one of the key ways we move to make improvements to ourselves is by confronting issues and owning them instead of ignoring them in hopes that no one will notice or that they'll just go away, because that's just not going to happen. Today, we're going to talk about how to be a better listener. And by talking about these topics, I gain a lot of insight myself because I spend the better part of the week ruminating and observing the habits of others as well as the habits of myself in efforts to become the ideal firefighter I would want working on my crew. So without any further delay, let's dive into today's topic. Listen up. Throughout my career as a firefighter, I've had some incredible opportunities to sit and talk with some of the titans of our profession. One of those titans was retired Phoenix Fire Chief Alan Brunicini. Chief Brunicini literally wrote the book on fire command and customer service within the firefighting community. One of the things he told me was, learn to listen. 
The occupational disease of a poor fire chief is the inability to listen. This rings true not only for the fire chief, but all of us who wear the uniform. We should take those words of wisdom and apply them every single day to every aspect of our job, whether it's interacting with other crewmates, our patients, other agencies, and our friends and families. And by applying this principle across the board, we can make sure that people feel heard, respected, and important. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And if you're so busy trying to prove to people how much you know, they're going to tune out. I know I do. I can think of a few reasons that I tune out when people make active and obvious efforts to display their quote-unquote vast knowledge while having a discussion or simply just being in the room with those people. One of the main reasons that people do this is that they're egocentric. They have something to prove. These are the people who, deep down, are really worried that their secret might get out. What's their secret? That they really don't know as much as they should know for the position that they're in. Oftentimes, these people will make efforts to cover this up and overcompensate by making other people feel small or simply by being the loudest one in the room. Sometimes they do both. An egocentric person, by definition, doesn't care about other people or their feelings. They're so concerned with their image of themselves that they can't, that they stomp on everyone around them, leaving a trail of people who don't want to have anything to do with them. Some of the things that really bug me um, personally is when people interrupt me or, or other people, um, when people get progressively louder than myself or others in efforts to be heard, And the number one thing that really pisses me off is when people don't answer the questions that I've asked them, if they answer the question at all. So let's break each one of these down, um, each one of these disrespectful behaviors down, and we'll go from there. Afterwards, we'll we'll talk about some things we can do to avoid these these disrespectful behaviors. So the first thing we're going to talk about is people that interrupt. Interrupting people while they're talking is probably the most blatant way that we show other people that we don't give a crap about what they're saying. A lot of times interruptions happen because we think that what we're saying will better portray what the person's trying to say. Uh, It's because we think that what we have to say is more important or what we have to say is better than what the person who's talking has to say. There's a lot of assumption happening here, too. For example, when people are talking and someone interrupts as a way to finish that person's sentence, they're showing that they are impatient and willing to dismiss the way a person feels in efforts to get to the end of the story. Sometimes people will do this when they're trying to make a joke. They really want to get that joke out there real fast so they can get the laughs that they want. But it detracts from from what the other person's saying, and it completely dismisses what the other person's saying. I've been witness uh, lately to people jumping in and interrupting with what they think a person will say. And they, they try to finish that person's sentence, but they are completely wrong. I've seen this in the firehouse and even worse, I've seen it on EMS scenes where the lead medic is asking the patient questions and they don't wait for that person. They don't wait for the patient to finish talking. They try to finish the sentence for them. 
And I understand we have a sense of urgency in our job and we got there fast. But you get there fast to kind of take a minute and slow down, evaluate the situation, formulate a problem or formulate a strategy to fix the problem and enact that strategy. We'll get to that a little bit more later. Um, another thing people do is they get louder. Uh, when people get louder, it's another obvious sign that people don't care what others are trying to say. They do not care. This rides the coattails of the interrupting thing. Uh, these people typically interrupt by being louder as a way to drown out what the other person is saying. And I see this in meetings a lot, like committee meetings. Um, <clears throat> I see this a lot. There's no respect among the group. And those who show up with particular agendas have no ability to smoothly and respectfully showcase their opinion. Instead, they shout and they argue. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that confrontation is bad, but that kind of disrespectful confrontation is bad. Confrontation in itself isn't a bad thing. In fact, I'd argue the exact opposite. Just like if a fire were, were raging, we wouldn't ignore it because we want to avoid confrontation. We'd put it out. Because it's our job to confront dangerous situations like that. And that being said, we take confrontation with each other in a whole different way. The only way to fix a problem or to address an issue that's in dire need of being addressed is to confront it. Identify the problem, address it, propose a solution, enact said solution, and move on. That's how progress is made. If you're if you're not willing to make these confrontations, you're just creating an environment of false harmony. And then everybody's frustrated. Another thing is uh, when people ask a question, they expect an answer. <laughs> this was my number one thing that pisses me off. When I ask a question and people do not answer the question, they'll answer everything else. They'll, they'll answer questions I didn't even ask, but they're not answering the question that I asked. If they give me an answer at all. When we're on an EMS scene and we ask our patients what brings us out at 3 a.m., and they respond with some story about how they tripped on the carpet two years ago. That doesn't do anything for anyone. We're, we're looking for a focused answer, not what happened two years ago, and now you feel this way uh, in your arm, and sometimes your foot hurts. No, no, no. Like, why am I here today? What's going on right now? We're looking for a focused answer. And as professionals, we should redirect that person in order for us to do our job to the best of our ability. What's worse than the person who takes a walk down memory lane at 3 a.m. is the person who doesn't answer your question at all. Silence. This is probably the thing that frustrates me the most. It's an open disregard for what you've said and is blatant disrespect. The person doesn't think that you're even worth the time to answer the question, which is incredibly rude. Uh, in, in, a, in a profession where we're constantly learning things, we're constantly having to be up and fresh on our skills and knowledge with, with dealing with um, emergency medical situations in the field and even fires. Fires changing. Fire dynamic is changing all the time and we have to be on the front end of it. We have to continually be learning. And when we ask questions about things, we expect an answer. Could you imagine one of our training officers just not answering a question, providing no direction at all. That is incredibly rude and dangerous. So what are the ways we can navigate our conversations and interactions with others as to avoid engaging in these incredibly rude practices? 
let's talk about some things we can do. Keep in mind that this is a lot for me as much as it is for you guys. I spend time looking into the solutions to these problems as a way for, for me to help better myself. And I pass it along to you so you don't have to do the footwork. So here we go. If you've ever watched the video on YouTube titled, It's Not About the Nail, in this video, you'll see a woman talking about how she is feeling, and you'll see a guy sitting next to her. What's important to observe here is the guy's approach to what she's saying. I don't want to spoil this video, and I highly recommend that you watch. I've posted a link to it on the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. But the takeaway is that sometimes people aren't looking for a solution to their problem. Sometimes they are simply needing someone to listen to how they're feeling about it. In our profession, it's our job to solve the problem, right? So we inherently want to do that. However, sometimes we forget that our patients are people, and sometimes we just need to feel heard, or we need to let them feel heard before we make attempts to solve their problem. And, and this problem isn't gender-specific. Like I said in the video, it's, it's a lady sitting on a couch talking to a guy. But it's not. this isn't gender-specific. Everybody has the need to feel like they've been heard. Something else we can do, look people in the eye. Making eye contact makes that person you're talking to feel important, as, as they should. I couldn't imagine how it would feel if I called 911 on possibly the worst day of my life and have the person who's supposed to come and help me look around or look down at their clipboard or iPad and not look me in the face. It would make that bad day even worse, which is the opposite of what we're supposed to do. It drives me crazy. When, when my kids aren't looking at me when I'm talking to them. If they're distracted or paying attention to something else, it sends a signal to me that what I'm saying isn't important to them. Look at people when you talk to them. What is your body language telling them? While a patient on our crew, or I'm sorry, while a patient or a crew member is being uh, vulnerable with you and telling you something that's really personal or of emotional significance to them? Are you standing there with your arms crossed, towering over them, or are you meeting them on their level and engaged in open and active listening? There have been numerous complaints about a certain captain within my organization who continually stands tall and crosses his arms while on EMS scenes, even if he's not the one asking the questions. I've personally witnessed patients become distracted and closed off by this person's body language. One of the things I do to combat this behavior and help remind myself to be an active listener is that I sit or I kneel down while talking to my patients. I put myself on their level and make my presence as least intimidating as possible. I need that person to know that I'm there to help. And if I'm towering over them, interrogating them with my arms crossed, they won't feel like I have their best interests at heart. And really, can you blame them? And last but not least, ask questions. Asking questions doesn't show people that you aren't smart. It shows people that you're listening and engaged in what they have to say. In a world where so many people base their thoughts and actions on assumption, it is our willingness to ask questions that will bring clarity to a situation and allow us to be effective communicators. Not only that, It'll bring us in alignment when trying to accomplish our mission, whether it be at training, um, 
our interactions within the firehouse or interactions we have with people we serve. Ask questions, guys. Gain clarity through asking those questions. One of the ways uh, we can focus on being a great listener is uh, we need to understand, like I mentioned earlier, we have two ears and one mouth because we should be listening more than we're talking. So keep this in mind. It is much easier to be a good listener than it is to be a great talker. Being a great listener takes the pressure off of you to come up with the perfect things to say. The pressure's off of you to sound smarter or better than somebody, and it removes the focus from you and puts it on the other person. Now, this may sound like a manipulation, but it's really not. You're really being there for that other person. People need to get out what it is they're feeling. They need to talk, especially in our profession. We go there and we go to these people's residences or wherever they're at having their emergency. How ridiculous would it be if we just did all the talking? By making this one conscious move, being a better listener or listening more, you are counteracting any egocentric tendencies that you might have. Remember, people's favorite topic is themselves. People love to talk about themselves. One of the things I've discovered while spending time with other people is that the more I'm interested in hearing about them and their lives, the more they understand that I care about them and in turn want me around. Plus, I learn a lot. I learn a lot more just by listening and observing. Not one of us, including myself, is innocent of these behaviors. The whole point of this podcast and the whole point of talking about these issues is that they get confronted so a positive and purposeful change can take place. So as you go throughout this next week, keep in mind the things we've talked about today. Make an active effort to be a better listener. Practice engaging with others and really take the time to listen to what they have to say. Ask questions. Wait for the answers. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. As always, thank you for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. I hope as we get further along in this effort, we become closer to our crew members, our friends, and our families. It's important for us to discuss the things that challenge us in the field and may be even challenging us at home. Do me a favor, please subscribe and share this episode with someone you think should hear it. As we delve deeper into these challenges, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ignited FF. Also, I'm inviting you all to join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. This is where firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and discuss challenges that they may be facing, as well as connect with others who are dealing with those same challenges. Also, I'm going to be revealing a 12-day leadership challenge very soon, so be sure to join the group and keep an eye out for the announcements on that. Until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.